0: Welcome to gov Radio. Welcome to Gov2o Radio. This is a special edition. It's uh, the wrestler, Mr. GovLoop, with uh, Mr. Steve heard of GovTwit, and uh, today we're talking about uh, rethinking conference learning with Andy Kersmarsik. That's at CrazyChris on Twitter from the USDA grad school, or grad school as it's called now as well as Ken Fisher at the Potomac Forum and his upcoming conference, the 2.0 Best Practices Symposium. And uh, our our regular host, Adriel Hampton, is out busy today. He's uh, running for the 10th District, I think, out in California. I think he has a debate tonight, um, and we're just generally holding off on a couple episodes through the Labor Day with the summer holidays. But, uh, Mr. Lunsford, what's going on on your end? You look at that! You take a week off and you step on the intro as it, as it comes up here. Um, <laughs> jumped in too early. The uh, uh, let's see uh, things things that happened in the past week that we can maybe chat a little bit about. I, I think it's been actually going on for a couple of weeks now, but the um, the DoD's policies continue to gain traction. I know uh, last week I I uh, spoke to Tom Temin and, and Jay Norris over WFED, as did. Uh, Jack Holt over the DOD talking about the uh, their Web Guidance Forum. And it's really interesting, the forum, um, uh, which is uh, over at uh, Web 2.0 Guidance Forum, uh, DoD, uh, dodlive.mil, I'll tweet it out here in a second, um, is, is the first time that the, the, the DOD has actually solicited uh, public opinion prior to developing policy on how they you know, uh, provide operational security, uh, for their operations while they, while they look at how do they make use of, of these tools. And they have four or five different topics out there, but by far the one that has received well over 200 comments is the use of uh, social media to keep families connected. And, and I thought it just pretty amazing to, to, to read some of the stuff, uh, both from people, you know, from family members uh, here in the U.S., as well as uh, deployed troops in terms of how they use things like Skype and, and Twitter and Facebook uh... to keep connected so um i know there's been a lot of news surrounding kind of you know will the DoD ban social media uh, or how will they use it you have uh, uh, uh... just a lot of a lot of comments and i think it's cool to kind of see that that particular forum kind of grow and 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 get that kind of response especially from um... uh... the families of the, of the men and women that are deployed yeah definitely I mean, i think that's uh... just kind of shows where we are with social media and government you know we have a one hand uh... The Marines. Uh, I think the article is about them blocking a a lot of the social media sites. Uh, We have the great kind of forum you were just talking about, as well as the relaunch Defense.gov this week, which kind of incorporated a lot of these new tools. With uh, I think there's Twitter and Ustream and uh, various number of social media tools on their website. So we're in this kind of uh, murky area. We're we're growing. We're awkward teenagers. So uh, one day everything looks awesome. The next day it all looks bad. But Really taking steps forward, and you can see it. I think CDC relaunched as well with a great new design. So it's impressive to see all the stuff that's going on these days. Yeah, and, and uh, also launched this week, the FCC launched the first uh, their first Twitter ID as well as uh, a blog site to get some feedback around the, the, the broadband uh, issues. So uh, we continue to see additional agencies that have, uh, that have, uh, until now, had, had not really jumped uh jumped into social media, start to use those tools and start to figure out, again, how to do uh, a little more active engagement with the citizenry. Yeah, definitely. And uh, as always, there's always lots of great conversations going on uh, across the web. Uh, Over at GovLoop, the last couple weeks, uh, a week ago, we had a contest uh, for the Alley Social Media Government uh, event in Chicago in September, where we asked, uh, what's the one thing you would recommend to use at your agency? The winner got a free pass. Um, and uh, the cool idea came from John Lee over at the State of Texas eGov, who uh, talked about intranet 2.0, which is uh, I think uh, where a lot of focus can be done. We all often talk about uh, working with the public and citizen facing, but uh, the communication within lo- large organizations are are usually pretty pretty lame. And uh, you know, there's a there's a new intranet that can be formed. These tools can be used internally, whether it's Yammer or wikis or blogs. Uh, so he's going to that conference, and then right now we have a, conference, uh, a contest going on at GovLoop for uh, Ken Fisher's Potomac Forum event next week on gov 20 where the, the top ten, uh, the first ten respondents uh, to the question poll over on GovLoop get a free pass, so make sure to check that out uh, as another way to, uh, to go to these great events and learn more from others. Cool, and Ken's going to tell us a little more about the forum uh, here in just a moment. But before we um, bring, I think, uh, Andy and on, one thing I, I'd also want to mention um, that I forgot is that, that this week, uh, to it, um, finally we have a self ad feature, a recommend button on the site. Uh, the, the guys over at Squeegee who uh, have developed the Floxy Code have launched that across their their platform. So really, really easy. If there's anybody out there that is uh, you know involved in the business of government, if you're at an agency or if you're at a contractor or, or if you're with the media, and you're not in the uh, the directory, you can just go to the homepage. You can just go to com and, and hit the recommend button. You can uh, put some tags in there, and it automatically uh, goes into uh, the back end to be just kind of reviewed and added. So uh, I've been waiting for that feature for a long time to hopefully, uh, you know, allow the community to get a little more active and involved in terms of uh, recommending folks to, uh, to find on Twitter that are talking about uh, good uh, social media and government stuff and just good government stuff in general. So um, be sure to go and check that out. Uh, do we yeah, want to definitely. go ahead and and bring uh, uh, Andy and and Ken on and talk and and kind of tee up the topic today? Let me let me do two two quick plugs. We got uh, so for those who, who haven't, I I recommend what Steve said. Check out GovTwit. It's changed a lot lately, and uh, there's going to be some cool Gov uh, GovTwit GovLoop uh, stuff in the in the next week. So keep your eye on that. And I uh, just wanted to give one quick congratulations to the, the city of San Francisco. We had the, their CTO and innovation team on a few episodes ago. And today they launched Open, open Data SF, um, and they actually had the mayor, Gavin Newsom and Tim O'Reilly, and had a huge news event coverage at TechCrunch and all over. So it's just great to see them doing you know, big projects, but also that uh, people are paying attention, people like the mayor and, and big tech media. Yeah, I know when Jay was on, he was talking about how they were working for that, and it's, it's great to see just, uh, you know, three, three weeks or so later uh, that, that it's gone live. So congrats to them. Cool. But I think we have uh, Andy Kurzmarzik on the line, so let's uh, bring him in. Andy, are you there? I'm here. Nice. And uh, I think you're familiar to many of our listeners, but uh, can you give us the, the one-minute intro of who you are, what you do, and all of that?
1: All right. Well, uh, Andy Krzmarzyk, uh the Senior Project Coordinator at the Graduate School, formerly the Graduate School USDA, uh, as an organization, we train about 150,000 government employees at all levels uh, every year, and we're actually transitioning from being a .gov to a .edu, which will allow us to begin to add, um, uh, you know, academic programs, to so actually be offering credit and degree programs in the very near future, so stay tuned for that. So in addition to that, I uh, have a blog called genshift.com where I – Essentially, uh, try to pave the path to the next generation of government, cover three topics in the intersection thereof uh, related to social media, the uh, generations in the workforce, and telework or flexible work environments, and essentially how social media can uh, facilitate knowledge exchange between the generations and how it can enable us to uh, work from anywhere.
0: So I think that's a minute. How's that? (laughs) I think that's great. And uh, one of the things you touched on there was about knowledge exchange. And uh, one of the cool conferences that went on in the, in the summer was the uh, Open Government Innovations Conference uh, put on by the folks at uh, 1105 Federal Computer Week and the, the various publications. But, Andy, you had a cool idea of how to make that conference a little bit different and think about uh, extracting some of that knowledge from the conference in, in a new way. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that story.
1: Yes, yeah, so you know, there were what, I don't know, three, 400 people at that conference. I'm not sure the exact numbers, but uh, among, among those people, I guess maybe it was more than that, because there were 629 contributors, uh, and there were 4,400 tweets. And that was made very visual We were very aware of that because there were two large screens, right, where they were showing the, the tweets as it was going on. And so I was talking with Jack Holt actually toward the end of day two, and I, I said to him, "You know, we have all this data that's been generated by these folks tweeting. There's got to be a way that we can organize that in a consumable fashion afterwards, because otherwise it's like any other conference then. We attend. uh, There are a lot of great ideas shared. There were a lot of tweets. um, And then what? You know, what do we do with all of that? And uh, so I said to him at the time, we should create a tweet book. Well, I didn't want to let that idea die, so I uh, presented it on GovLoop, and within just a couple hours, you know, about 20 people responded, it seemed, and several people are willing to give their time to the effort, so um that's the beginning of uh, of the tweet
0: book Andy can you share some stats from from the book and then um in terms of I, I know there's you know a certain number of tweets I mean you guys went through like you said there's a tremendous amount of content and obviously a lot of uh, duplication in terms of you know themes that arise at which I you know i i I think is kind of what got edited into those books those things that people you know, kind of glommed on to as as the speeches went on?
1: Yeah, so some of the stats just, um, there were 4,423 tweets from 629 contributors. When Pam Broviak took all of the data from those tweets, it took seven blog posts on GovLoop. So essentially what I did was I copied and pasted all of those, and when I did that, it was 150 pages in a Word document. And ultimately, we culled it down to what here? I have it open, and uh, I think it's ultimately about 60 pages. So we cut it in about half, and uh, what we did was we, re- we eliminated a lot of the duplication, you know, of tweets, um, you know, a lot of the retweets, and then we just tried to cull the best information, tried to then um, use some bolding to make it easier to read and made sure that all of the links were available for people to quickly access all of the great information that was shared. But um, I would say overall, just one more stat that between the, you know, seven, eight people that contributed, it was, I'd have to say a good 50, 60 hours of effort at at least among those folks. So it was, it was a pretty heavy lift by, by a bunch of volunteers.
0: Yeah. And I I think that's kind of the the amazing part is, uh, you know, to, to bring all these people together to, to create an artifact for the community I think is pretty impressive. And for those that are listening and that want to check out the, the tweet book, it's actually at opengovinnovations.com. Uh, so make sure to head over to that. You can download the e-book. And uh, it's, it's great. And what I like best about it, too, is uh, it's, it's a very nice design, very visual. So there's pop-ups, there's pictures, there's highlighted uh, tweet so you can really take a quick glance at it and get a lot of content, um, even though it's dense at 60 pages. I think it's very, very useful for someone who didn't attend the conference or someone who just wants a refresher. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I missed. You know, I wasn't able for due to work obligations to make the the second day, so I was able to kind of go through and it really does give you a feel for the things that were going on. And and I'll tell you that that internally in my firm, folks that that weren't there. Uh, not knowing that that I was aware of the project uh, while it was being created or anything, we're we're kind of sending this around, saying, "Hey, did you see this?" Because I see uh, I see that you actually have a couple tweets in there, <laughs> and and um, so so it was certainly gaining uh, was was garnering some attention from people uh, that weren't necessarily uh, attending the conference uh, directly. I, I I think it's actually a pretty cool idea. Andy, did you did you see if has anybody else done anything like this before? Is this kind of the first time, to your knowledge, that that people have really looked at using you know, a live tweet stream and kind of compiling that and putting it together in more of a static format. Well, Steve, that's actually the very first thing I did was I Googled, uh, you know,
1: tweet book to see if anything like this had been created. And so for conferences, I couldn't find anything. Now, other people have created tweet books where, for instance, they took their tweets from a period of time, let's say from over a, you know, period of six months, and they compiled those in what they call the tweet book, or people have started, for instance, one person will start with one tweet, you know, of 140 characters or less, and then somebody else will pick up from there, and there have been, you know, for instance, um, you know, plays written like that and other books right. or tweet books. But, but there's, nothing, there's not been anything like this, to my knowledge, uh, at, at a conference that captures, you know, the, the immense amount of, of data from the
0: hashtags at a conference. Yeah, I think David Pogue's new book uh, from the New York Times it may take a similar kind of approach, but again, it's more for entertainment value as opposed to, I think, uh, a learning device, which is kind of a pretty cool idea. Well,
1: that's, that's actually about the same time, Steve, I actually posted something about no longer social media, it's knowledge media. I think that has about 30 to 35 comments on it right now. But that, that was another key piece and a motivation for me was to show that there is a clear professional use of Twitter and GovLoop so that we can cite, you know, hey, uh, you know, wow, that was a great networking event. Look at look at what we can do with the data that's generated by by all of the participants.
0: Right. Definitely. And, uh, I, you know, I think at this time it would be a good time to bring in our second guest. We have uh, Ken Fisher from the Potomac Forum, who uh, will talk a little bit about uh, his upcoming conference uh on GOV 20 and some of the ideas they have on capturing the knowledge there. Ken, are you with us?
2: Uh, yes. Can you hear me okay?
0: Yeah, perfect.
2: Great. Uh, per- great. So uh,
0: maybe for our listeners, can you give us the the 30-second lowdown on on who you are
2: and what you do and everything? Uh, I'm Ken Fisher. I'm a technologist. I have a small company called Click for Help. And in January, I started helping at the Potomac Forum to create GOV 20 events. I got very interested in the whole go to a movement, and so we've created, I think, around four events so far and have uh, at least five or six being planned right now and uh, hope to expand those in the next year quite a bit.
0: Great. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned earlier in the show we're, we're hosting a, a contest on GovLoop now, uh, giving away 10 free passes um, so I encourage people to, to go there to, to sign up and sh- submit your ideas and uh, register at the Potomac Forum website as well. But uh,
2: you know,
0: one one of the great ideas I think we talked about, Ken, uh, which is kind of a follow-up to our conversation with Andy about the tweet book, is looking at new ways to capture the knowledge that comes out of conferences. So maybe you can talk about uh, what's going on with the, the Gov 20 conference next week and ways you hope to... Uh, capture that knowledge for people that maybe can't attend.
2: Yeah, so I thought it would be interesting to talk a lot about collaboration and, as well as crowdsourcing contests and to try to turn those things into – get more information about how you accomplish those uh, successes that we've seen. And so what we're doing is asking all the speakers to – if they've developed best practices in house in developing their programs, or if not best practices, uh, lessons learned, or just practical steps that they see people can take to start to go down the path of success for these types of social media, which I think still people haven't, you know, are, are wondering how how they get started with. And so I I thought we'd start with what the speakers contribute and put it on the wiki and invite the GovLoop community to participate in creating a document which maybe captures even more thoughts uh, based on those who attend it, who attend the uh, symposium next Wednesday and Thursday, on 26 27 By the way, You can find the information. And... Then to evolve that into a best practice, we've also invited NASA to participate in this too, who have done quite a bit in crowdsourcing, as you know.
0: So, questions. I'm actually looking at the site as, as you mentioned. It's, it's gov2o.govcollab.org. I think will take you to the uh, to the, the the site of the forum. Um, the, the links that are listed there about successes discussed are so those ones that you already have uh, details on that people have already added to the content, things like uh, TS- I see TSA's Idea Factory, NASA's Space Book, uh, the White House's OpenGov uh, Brainstorming. Um, are those uh, pieces that you already have uh, collected or, or that you just anticipate having collected as part of the uh, the event?
2: Well, those are all confirmed speakers at the event, and they'll be sending us their presentation uh, early next week, and we'll as soon as we, by Friday we anticipate having them post it and start it and having a preliminary uh, wiki document up based on what the speakers contributed. So yeah, we have we're excited that we have I think it's eight success stories from the White House Open Government Innovations Gallery, which lists who the White House Thinks has have been doing a really good job with in uh, gov2o and have have been innovative at it so we've wanted to collect uh, those stories as well as some other stories which which we found that are very interesting and relevant such as the XPRIZE Foundation story or even a commercial example we've invited Mark Walsh, who's CEO of uh, um, Genius Rocket to come and talk about how they've developed a system to have contests to make creative for uh, marketing messages. Very cool. Uh, I,
0: yeah, I, I think what, you know what uh, I think both Andy and Ken are talking about is we're we're at kind of a critical time of uh, moving from just kind of talking about to really providing these lessons learned and best practices to move forward. I I thought, like, maybe about six months or a year ago, um, there's a lot of talk about whether we should be doing things or not, you know, whether agencies uh, should be moving out. Uh, And by now, it seems like there's a lot of interest. There's the push from the White House, and people really want to do these things. You know, they want their agency to be on the various networks. They want to have collaborative dialogues. But they're really looking more and more about uh, how do we actually do this? Uh, you know, how did how did various agencies overcome these hurdles already? And I think if we can capture some of these best practices and lessons learned, uh, then we won't have to reinvent the wheel. And so if the X agency, if FCC put up a, a Twitter account this week, there's no reason why uh, when another agency starts from tomorrow that they can't learn from each other. So I think these documents are really going to be great.
2: And, and also the idea of you know bringing in Having a government-wide space where you get people comfortable with contributing ideas, that, you know, without it necessarily being in a hierarchical system, you know, I think is can be very positive. That's why I like the idea of putting the uh, wiki onto GovLoop because it's not, it, it, it doesn't have the constraints of an official uh, site that might 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 have, and people will may, hopefully feel more comfortable about contributing ideas that are good enough but not quite best practices. It seems like that's, an, that's one another issue we have is that people don't want to contribute unless it's tried, tested, approved, etc. And it seems like a trick will be to convince people to start to contribute things that are good enough but maybe not quite honed to the point of best practices. We do say best practices on the because. You know, we, you know it's, it's a federal audience, and, and we definitely do want best practices, but I think we, want, we need to make it clear that we also want ideas that are good enough and, you know, that, that you think are really good that maybe you know, haven't been completely adopted or completely gone through the trials but look very promising and get those shared as well
0: yeah I think you know it's it's the key is is taking a cue from uh, what's going on in the, in the public sector is that you try stuff and if it doesn't work you tweak it and you move forward and you either kill it or you, or you, or you just tweak it till it does work uh whether that's you know i mean you see that type of innovation on on commercial uh you know consumer sites or or even business sites uh, in terms of the products and services that they offer um, pretty regularly and I think government can take the same approach in terms of of you know how they meet their mission, they, you know they should be encouraged to, to try new ideas and, and new tools and, and see what the reaction is and, and how they work. And, and if if something doesn't work, you move on to the next thing. or uh, you know if it was if you see a really good idea that's been used, you know if you've got TSA's idea factory, for instance, um, which was internally facing turn inter- you know which which borrowed a page from uh, you know Dell's uh, system uh... the fcc i think took that same sort of uh, idea and and, and positioned it externally and asked for for comments on the broadband agenda uh... doing something kind of uh... kind of similarly so hopefully you'll get a lot of learning a lot of uh... you know sharing of this information back and forth and to the point that that uh... steve uh, russler made a second ago uh, being able to share this in a lot of different places i think is important as well beyond just the you know on usa dot gov buried in a page somewhere I think the fact that it's it's being done in things like the Tweetbook, uh, on places like Dove Loop, uh, at, at the uh, at the Potomac Forum, and, and uh, elsewhere, I think is is great because you do want to make certain that it's available in whatever channels that people may be looking for that information.
2: Also, well, it gets back to what uh, you were saying, Andrew, that uh, well, it's sort of what you were saying. You kind of have to reinvent the conference, I think, in mm-hmm. the Web 2.0, environment, and how can we make more of conferences map with these Web 2.0 tools? How can we make con- conferences and meetings more productive, I think, is is a challenge that you and I are, you know, struggling with with these, uh, you know, with these interactive documents we're trying to create our conferences. And uh, so I think that's, you know, I think that's, that's evolving as well, and that's going to be interesting as we we and others work to make conferences more effective using Web 2.0 tools. Um,
1: a few weeks ago I had the opportunity to facilitate um, a couple hours of a retreat with a um, few of our senior directors. Uh, at, you know, with the graduate school being a learning organization, I, I shared with them that essentially what happens with our training is, uh, you know, if you think about our events as a series of dots, disconnected dots, uh, you can think of conferences in the same way. And I said to them, how do we draw the line between those dots to create essentially a perpetual conference? And I tried to make the point to them that essentially, you know, networks like GovLoop, Twitter, and the other tools that we use create that perpetual conference. And so, you know, with the title being tonight, you know, rethinking conference, um, I'd like to think about not single points of you know of engagement as events, but but that uh, we, we are engaging in a continual conference and that those are simple, simply, uh, you know, physical points of engagement where we, uh, we get to know people that we otherwise don't know, but then we re-energize ourselves to go back and uh, really do the real work uh, on
0: these platforms. Definitely. And, you know, I think what's cool about when you think about reinventing conferences is that there actually is a lot of uh, ingenuity and change going on uh, just in the government space. Uh, I think last year, I don't think I ever heard of a single unconference that got to my radar, and I'm sure there were, but I just didn't know about them. But this year, uh, with the Gov2O bar camp in March, um, there's been a crisis camp and you know, a couple transparency camps, Congress camps coming up. Uh, I think the rise of the unconference is an interesting movement. Uh, it's still a discrete point of time, but uh, the idea of the community shaping. An event is great, and uh, I think you're just going to see more and more of those. And I like the idea. I know Steve Braddock at Booz Allen, his uh, his team, his division actually had an unconference for their uh, team, which is in a sense what a leadership uh, a version of the leadership retreat. So it'd be interesting if organizations start doing that as well, Uh the unretreat in a way per se. One other quick point about this, and if
1: we're rethinking conferences. Uh, I'm hoping that we have a conference very soon where uh, a lot of participants, in fact, I'd like to see a conference soon where half the participants are essentially coming in via video. You know, with the economy the way it is, a lot of people can't afford to travel right now, particularly, you know, with government. And, and so how can we create opportunities for people across the country to participate in these events? And, you know, there's great video web-based technology right now that enables them to, to, to do that, to participate both, um, not just Passively watching, but to be the presenters or to be on panels, and so uh, I, I'm uh, I can't wait to see the first event that does does that effectively.
0: Yeah, there's opportunities I think for video, also for. Uh, I personally haven't been sold on it, but I keep seeing more and more about the use of uh, virtual communities like Second Life, and uh, whether it's Second Life or something that's actually on a closed server. Um, you know, the president has used that to uh, to, to deliver speeches. Um, and, and I understand it's been used a lot for training in general um, by the uh, Department of Transportation and some others. So uh, I think that that's another another way to kind of maybe uh, have people participate uh, remotely because, frankly, you know, I'm, I'm here in the D.C. area, and, and I know, uh, uh, you know, Andy and, and Steve are up here fairly frequently, but you're not here all the time. So, um, and there are folks that are, you know, whether they're in local government, state government, whatever, it can benefit from a lot of the thematics that are going on in some of these shows. Um, but there's there hasn't been a really good way to plug in remote participation right now. Um, you know, one of the other questions I, I, I wanted to uh, ask real quick about the uh, Potomac Forum is uh, I'm waiting for the first, the first uh, forum to actually put people's Twitter IDs on their name badges so you know who you're talking to when you walk around.
2: <laughs> that's, a, that's a
0: great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah,
2: we we're talking uh, about that back I, in
0: Fosse. I haven't seen it. Haven't, haven't seen anybody do it yet.
2: I, yeah, you know, I'm, um, I'm, and yeah. To be honest, I mean, we 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 have events that we, we're trying to reach out to the federal states, which people don't necessarily have Twitter IDs right now. That that's kind of a challenge. Uh, with with some of our events, but that's an excellent idea. And I, we have one coming up with open source, which um, which is, is you to hear a lot about soon. Could be a large open source and government conference, and maybe that will be the first event to do that. Uh, and Andrew and I are trying this on a small scale next week. That yeah, he'll p- present the uh, video, though not not live because we we didn't have time enough to work out. The, uh, in, the internet connection at the Reagan Center, but, or the Reagan Building, but uh, we're, we're going I'm, to, I'm, you know, we're starting to experiment with uh, presenting uh, remotely um, next week. We're, I mean, did we decide you were going to be on the phone or um, on the video? I forget which one we decided, but uh, that that will be interesting. But yeah, I, 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 I'm going to take that Twitter. I, I, I'm going to steal that Twitter idea. If you don't
0: mind, please. Uh. No, I think it's a good one. You walk around and, and you see people, and, and uh, it, it, it just kind of, you know, whether they have it or not, it's something to, it, you're you, pretty easy to capture in the database and just print out as part of the badge. And for those that don't know what it means, uh, it maybe starts it sparks a conversation and 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 gets them into uh, a little more. And then, you know, just the use of just as we saw at OGI, that which led to the tweet book that uh, uh, Andy was talking about the the use of a of a of a hash and making certain to promote that as as folks are walking in or whatever I think really extends again extends the reach of these conferences I know there's many times there's events that are going on that that I hear about uh, online I can't uh, physically attend I might be sitting on a con call or, or multiple conference calls uh, but I do have the ability to kind of follow those uh, you know using TweetDeck or, or one of the other uh, the services and kind of you get a flavor for what's going on in real time um, and people are sharing links or sharing information, and so that's another way to kind of extend the extend the content beyond just those that were able to physically make the event, whether it's for a cost reason or travel reason or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think that's great. It's, uh, yeah, check out. I mean, keep keep an eye on the Oz for OzGov, and uh, I'm, I'm going to try and uh, get get that into the OzGov event in November. Uh, Twitter Twitter IDs on the name badges.
0: Cool. Definitely, and, and uh, you know, I think this is this is definitely a space that's moving fast. I know, uh, for example, Steve Lunsford was talking about virtual conferences. There's a virtual FOSSE, I think, last week, uh, using kind of a, a Second Life format, and I actually got an email today about uh, a, a G2010 conference out of London happening in October, where they're actually going to have a lot of video and want to bring in people from all over the world. So. Uh, and it'll be cool to see how this all evolves. I mean, I think it's uh, – the cool thing is the online-offline combination. It's like the value of Twitter, but also the value of Tweetups, physical uh, meetings. So uh, it's interesting to see the, the two meld into one. So uh, definitely something to, to keep our eyes on. And uh, I think on Radio, we'll definitely continue to have people putting on conferences on the show. Um, there's a lot of great ones coming up and, and in the future. Let me ask a question um, to, to to Ken and Andy do you see do you see there a is there a problem with uh, repeating some of these uh, these same sort of uh, success stories or are some stories so if you're if you're kind of in the circle I think some of the some of the presentations start to to blend together in terms of you may have heard it before um, but do you think that these conferences are attracting new and different audiences each time so it's effective you know to kind of repeat i mean that's kind of the mantra from a communications perspective. You, you know, you, do, you want to make sure you, uh, you know, tell people about it, tell them, tell them, tell them about it, tell them about it, and tell them again.
1: Go ahead, Ken. Uh, I'll let you respond first, and then I'll uh, follow up on you.
2: Um, I, I, I think there, there's there's some of that. I mean, I I've gone to conferences where I've, I've heard some of those speakers, but then, you know, I I, I see them as networking opportunities, or I. Here one one speaker I haven't heard before. Um what I'm what I, I'm trying to do is yeah, figure out how we can go beyond the the conferences that we've been having into something to build one upon the other. Connecting the dots, like Andy was saying. And so yes, I think that, that can happen. I and I you know my, I'm I'm struggling with how not to have them be that way, but to have them build one upon the other into something which can be more actionable in organizations and agencies across the government.
1: You know, I think, Steve, at Lunsford, this gets back to the point I was making earlier in terms of being able to bring people into these conferences to present from across the country. Uh, You know, so there are things happening. For instance, um, when I went to a conference in, uh, uh, where was that, in Tennessee, I think it was what Knoxville, but there was uh, something going on at the, um, one of the energy facilities there, one of the nuclear uh, facilities. Uh, it's called Sensorpedia, but you know, since they're not necessarily in Washington, that kind of project is not getting highlighted. Uh, there, there's a really cool uh, health project going on with, uh, what is it, Salt Lake City or the Salt Lake Valley um, you know, their, their county health department. And so I think some of those kinds of projects are not getting highlighted, and we are to some degree. I'm just looking at some of the uh, projects being highlighted at this Potomac Forum next week. And while I know about 80% of them, I, I, you know, there are a couple here that I haven't seen yet, so I would learn something if I went to this. But I think, again, one way that we can open up and learn more about what's happening, and at a variety of levels, not just federal, but also highlight a lot more uh, state county, and local examples is, is to, again, enable people, enable to, you know us to have conferences where we bring in folks from across the country. And not just fly in, but I mean their, their participation from, from where they are.
0: Yeah, I, I think having, you know, being able to kind of reach in and, and it'd be cool to, you know, I know GovLoop has, has done a really good job of um, bringing people not just from the federal federal side, but it does tend to be weighted, I think, more towards federal, as does kind of the whole movement, at least at this point, But um, you're seeing more and more. I think state and local uh, agencies use the tools uh, in in different ways, and it's just kind of figuring out how do you get those stories out. Is there, you know, what sort of repository is there? How do they share them? And so hopefully that'll be one thing that, uh, as we continue to move um, move down the path, as people, as agencies continue to adopt these tools, that we'll we'll see more of those types of stories pop up, whether it's in in forms like uh, uh, the one next week. uh, or, or, you know, the, the, the O'Reilly uh, events or, or whatever it may be. Uh, hopefully those start to kind of come to the forefront a little more. One other
1: pretty quick thing here, Steve, is I would also just say that uh, we need to highlight global examples to the degree that we can. There, there are a lot of great things happening in the U.K. and, and Australia. And even in the developing world, there are a lot of cool things happening with mobile uh, that we could be highlighting. And so uh, to have some kind of global participation as well, I'll just make make that quick point.
2: Uh, yeah, and I, I hope with this conference coming up, while yeah, some, some speakers have have clearly spoken at other events, I think we, we have a bunch that are fairly fresh, and, uh, such as John Moses, uh, who was highlighted on the, open, um, the opening event, Open, I'm sorry, open government innovation gallery for his role in the uh, regulations.gov exchange and as well several others.
0: I know you've got um, a ton of stuff. I think, you know, uh, unless you're really embedded, I don't think a lot of people have heard about the stuff that's going on at State, and that's um, that looks pretty uh, uh, pretty exciting yeah. here. We, we mentioned the front end, some of the stuff going on at DOD, and I see uh, uh, Noel Dickover, who was on our who uh, was actually on Gov2O Radio a couple of weeks back as well? Um, no, there's there's some some great content there coming out of uh, 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 I see here NARA, OMB, um, a lot of really really cool presenters at, at the uh, at the event. It looks like,
2: and and I hope we can take what they've contributed and spread it by uh, through GovLoop as well as coordinate in coordination with NAPA and get some living document going and maybe bring in some of those outliers. Such as I think it was Salt Lake City and the um, uh, the, the nuclear energy program the PDF program that you ta- you mentioned, and get those listed and you know make that a place. I, I think the problem is yeah, there's so many different places these things are right now, and it's um, I think GovLoop has the potential to be you know kind of a, a it's because it's a non proprietary, non nobody owns the content kind of thing, and it's a free, open thing. It has the potential to be a place where a lot of people can put things, and it can be kind of one of those, you know, collection places. So I hope that's what we can accomplish next week with this, uh, uh, this symposium, and just bring it, you know, kind of the, the next step and bring in sharing how to get these things going. Uh, throughout the federal government and local
1: governments as well. And one thing I would
2: say about uh,
1: the constellation of uh, projects that you've highlighted here is that they're all more mature projects. So while a lot of people are, you know, getting started and just doing some things, these definitely I would cite as more best practices and that uh, folks who are coming along right now can learn a lot. From from the projects that you've uh, that you're going to be highlighting next week, so I would just applaud that. And uh, so, that if anybody's uh, questioning whether or not they should go, that uh, th- this is a unique constellation. I've not seen this particular collection of of, uh, of projects. So it's going to be I a good good event.
2: Really have that in the innovation track where we have a whole day crowdsourcing contests. I thought is is something that I haven't seen done too much of. And the whole idea of crowdsourcing contests, I think, are you know, it, it's still kind of very, uh, we're not sure how to get that going, yet there's so many examples popping up of success stories, and I thought if we collect them together, we could start to see themes of how these successes are being achieved, and things like wearable power contests and the NASA contest where we're actually achieving technological innovations are really exciting, uh, truly exciting things.
0: Yeah, definitely, and uh once again listen to our listeners you know make sure you keep track of that online and uh we will get uh, a pretty cool document out of that, that has a lot of these uh best practices and you know i think that's one of my ideas My my creative government was hopefully to bring in uh disparate communities and there's always a new one every day i think there's a brazilian go to group that started the other day and they're kind of rocking and rolling in brazil which who would have thunk but uh I promised uh, Mr. Lunsford we're going to try to keep uh, the guest show short. You know, we're going to do short and sweet. So we're going to try to wrap up for uh, tonight with our great guests, uh, Andy Kersmarzik and Ken Fisher. Um, Andy's uh, tweet book is at uh, opengovinnovations.com. And uh, Ken's Ken's, uh, conference should be at, uh, what's the
2: link again, Ken? Is it? It's gov20.govcollab.org. Actually, I think we've redirected govcollab.org to the conference for right now.
0: And that's collab, dot Yes, yeah, sorry. Good. Great. Uh, Mr. Lunsford, any last words? Yeah, you're going down the first week of uh Fantasy Football. <laughs> Fantasy is on. Get the teams ready, baby. <laughs> we are we are head to head on week one, so uh, we haven't even drafted yet. But I, I'm I'm pretty confident in my team's ability. I've got Favre at quarterback. Good <laughs> for good for you. Good for you. Yeah, right. Take them. I <laughs> I am a Vikings fan, time. but I won't do that.
1: <laughs> hey, what? Yeah. Hey,
0: before before we do sign off, for folks who want to find uh, pro football tweeting, I uh, I launched a, a new site this week uh, at. Uh, at profootballtweeting.com. So similar to, uh, to GovTwit, you've got uh, all the NFL pros, uh, some media, and I'm going to start adding some fantasy IDs and some other things. I just got uh, a little wrapped up into the, the, the spirit of the season, so I thought it would be a fun, fun, fun little project to launch, so people go check that out as well and follow uh, Pro Football Twit uh, on Twitter. Great. Well, once again, thanks to our guests uh, signing off for uh, this week's episode of Gov20 Radio. And stay tuned on Twitter. You can follow us uh, uh, at GovTwit or at ESLunsford or at GovLoop for the next uh, show. Talk to you soon.
2: Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks, guys.